this morning, we read a short passage of scripture from 1 John 2. As we do, let's remember that John has been talking to the church in no uncertain terms about the things that he thinks they need to hear. So much so that a few thousand years later, we also may have felt the sting of his message. He's told them that it makes his joy complete to write to them about Jesus, and then he kind of just lets them have it. In God, he says, there is no darkness at all. If you say you know God, but walk in the darkness, you're a liar. If you say you don't sin, he said, you're deceiving yourself, and God's word is not in you. Whoever says they've come to know God but does not obey God has no truth in them. Whoever says they are in the light but hate a brother or sister walk in darkness. And that darkness has caused blindness, he said, that only the Lord can cure. We have heard the hard truths of John's teaching to the church then and now, but let us also not forget what else Pastor John has said. The word is declared so people can have Jesus and have unity together. It is good news that God is the light. God is pure and good. Jesus cleanses us from our sin, always being ready and faithful to forgive us. This means we have hope. Beyond this place, God is a refuge from evil. John also reminds us how it is that we can truly know God. As we were reminded about in Hebrews, we have an advocate in Jesus to whom we can go for forgiveness. Do you ever think about how the Lord intercedes for you when you need mercy? You ever picture that in your mind, what that looks like with Jesus on the throne? In our times of confession, we might think about that picture. None of this is new, John says. All of it is based on the commandments given in the very beginning from a love that God longs for us to learn from, the love that he wants us to receive more and more so we can fully live in him. Today's passage is a breather. Let's all breathe together. A breather from the concrete truths John has been intentionally and relentlessly preaching at us. There are times in life that that preachers are compelled to speak about something that God has put on our hearts. That's what John has been doing. And he has been faithful to God's truth. And then there are moments that we need to make sure that everyone is on the same page before we keep going. We might call this an intermission, a break, a poetic aside to the larger picture of what has been communicated. It's as though John is stopping for a pause, looking around, and we imagine that we might hear this. Now, I've said a lot. So let's take a breath and remember something else that's important, something else you need to know. And then we hear these words from 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I am writing you little children, John says, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. 
I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you young people because you have conquered the evil one. I am writing to you children because you know the father. I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. And I write to you young people because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. This week I was in Starbucks and they had post-it notes all over the plexiglass, the the plexiglass that separates the baristas from the people who are waiting for the coffee. And it's as though I didn't see a sign or anything, but they had these little post-its and it was as though everyone got to have a free-for-all that they could just write whatever they wanted and then put it on the plexiglass. So it looks like there were like a hundred messages that were up there for everyone to see. Now, I always like looking at those to kind of see what comes out of people's hearts and minds in the middle of their days. You know, one said, Jose loves Yolanda, and one says, not my circus, not my monkeys. And and another one said, you know, be kind. And in the middle of all that, there was another one that caught my eye, and it said something like this. You have been given freedom in me. Act like it. Heart Jesus. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, yeah. Let's have long conversations today with people we love about what that could mean. But I did think about 1 John because I was thinking about how we carry a lot on our shoulders. And do we really believe that we're free? That we're forgiven? That we need to breathe and remember that we've been given power over evil in the name of Jesus? John is continuing here to speak about what is true, but it's in the form of encouragement today. Can you hear it? Can you hear the encouragement? You're forgiven. You know God. You don't have to live under evil. You're strong because God is in you. This is an affirmation of who God is and who the church is in God. And the Holy Spirit works to move in our heart through hard-hitting truths. And also through the gentleness of affirmation. While this looks like generational language, which is very apt in a church setting where all ages come together and worship, scholar says that there might be a different explanation for John mentioning the various groups of people here. First, because John calls everyone little children throughout the book. This means all of us. He would have been quite old at the time, so everyone is maybe a little child to him. This is his preferred term of endearment. The young people mentioned could be those who are young in the faith. And the older fathers and mothers who are the ones are, who are mature stalwarts who consistently live out what it means to follow Jesus. So we can read this as younger and older in terms of maturity, not simply age. So today I want us to take a breath and receive what God is saying to us. We are people who need grace. We come to worship to be spurred on, but also to be inspired and encouraged in our life in Christ. So here's what we're going to do, something a little different today. 
There are four themes here that John has mentioned. Forgiveness, knowing God, being strong in the Lord, and God's abiding word in us. And one way of being encouraged in our faith is to hear words of scripture on these topics. So I've asked four different people in the congregation to come and read various passages in the Bible on these themes as ways of seeing the bigger picture, being reminded, breathing in the inspired word of God for what John is talking about. Allowing the spirit to speak directly to us where we are in our lives on our journey with God. These themes are grounded in eternal truths that the word has given us. So I want us just to be immersed in God's word together for the next few minutes. For people under the tent, there is a green insert in your uh, bulletin. If it helps you to read the words while they are being read, if that helps you, great. If not, disregard and just listen and breathe God's spirit. For those uh, on home church, on live stream, the Bible references will be at the bottom of the screen so that you can read them later. After each person reads, we're just going to take a few moments in silence. We're just going to breathe in God's spirit and allow God to speak fully to us. Remember that the advocate is here to embolden and uplift us in our lives. So the first theme is forgiveness. John says he is writing to the church because our sins are forgiven on account of Jesus. So hear the word of the Lord about this key truth in our life in him. Good morning. Micah 7, 18 through 20. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our fathers in days long ago. Psalm 32, 1 through 7. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you. While you may be found, surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. The word of the Lord. Lord, we thank you that we find forgiveness in you. We are overwhelmed that you delight to show us mercy. Give us clean hearts and protect us, we pray. 
Amen. The second theme here is knowing God. John says he is writing to the church because we do know God, the God who was from the beginning. So hear the word of the Lord about this key truth in our life in him. John 17, verse 3. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Isaiah 40, verse 25 through 31. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Lord, may we spend our lives seeking to know you more. May knowing you change our lives here according to your will. Amen. The third theme here is being strong in the Lord. John says he is writing to the church because we are strong, because we have overcome the evil one. So hear the word of the Lord about this key truth of our life in him. Isaiah 41, 8 through 10. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, I brought you from the ends of the earth, and called you from its farthest corners. I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you. I haven't rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience 
joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Lord, you have emboldened us to live for you in power and might. Fill us with your strength and let us see your victorious hand. Amen. The last theme is God's word abiding in us. John says he is writing to the, truth, to the church because we have God's truth living in our hearts and minds. So hear the word of the Lord about this key truth of our life in him. Galatians 2, 20 through 21. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Joshua 1, 7-9 Be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful for wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Lord, we are alive in you. We invite you to speak and act according to your great and glorious will for us. Amen. As we close today, we want to remember that John has been talking to us about dark and light. The scripture today reminds us that we are protected against anything that would pull us away from God's presence. The believer who is forgiven, who knows Jesus, who relies on the strength of the Spirit, and who keeps the word in their heart has a reservoir of, John, of God's living presence to help them. And the reality will also help us next week when John talks about what it means to love the world. So may we as the church hold on with great confidence and keep breathing in the word of God as we trust the Lord in all circumstances and in all times. Let us pray. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.